welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. You can forget an experience, but you cannot forget an encounter. It's your encounters in God that gives you the audacity to stand before Goliath. Isn't it? It took an encounter for David to be able to say, who is this uncircumcised? <laughs> he looked at him and he looked at his God. Where is coming from? I mean, no one can stand before our God. And he's, he has the audacity to be throwing up his weight about before the armies of the living God. David said, give him to me. I'll take care of him. The king was shivering. Everybody was afraid. The men of war were running. Because this one, they have never seen anything like that. Because of their level of encounters they had with God. But this is a man who had had an encounter with God. So the king said, you can't take it. He said, oh, this is easy. A bear came after one of my sheep. I just dealt with it. A lion came. I killed it. I was alone. And David did not miss his words. He didn't make a mistake to think his skill that killed the lion. He knew it was his God. And he knew that his God hasn't left him. So there was nobody that he could not face. Say encounters. It's your encounters. Seek encounters. This season has been set apart for someone to have an encounter with God. Someone who have an encounter. And I prophesy, may you have an encounter with God. Moses went back to Pharaoh. He said, God, that said the Lord, let my people go. He said, who is that God? He said, you want to know? You will see. Moses had met God. Pharaoh was... Pharaoh was looking for him to kill him, but he could go back because he had met God. This God you have run to is a God of war. He's a God of deliverance. This is a house of encounters. When you say, oh, God doesn't really work. No, no, no. Come and open your heart and check. The dimension of God that you experience is what determines the victories that you enjoy. He said, draw near to me, to God, and I'll draw near to you. So your victory is in direct proportion to how much of God you have on you, with you. May anything that will block you from receiving encounters with God, may God give you the empowerment to overcome that thing. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be. It is not honorable and it's enough. You are not meant to be a source of income for doctors. You must enjoy good health. Amen. Amen. As I'm speaking, somebody is being healed in our midst right now. Somebody is receiving your healing right now. Somebody is receiving your healing right now. Somebody is receiving your healing right now. Receive it now. I declare you are free. You are healed. You are delivered. Now. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are next in line. Amen. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is very interesting for this almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, for him to stamp his identity, his name, with some people. Ordinary human beings. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said he was pleased to identify himself with these guys. That I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That's it. That's how he chooses. You can call him the God of Daniel. But the way he chose to call himself, we must take notice of that. We call, we call him different names. Uh, God of this one. God of this. God of uh, David. God of David who killed Goliath. God of uh, Moses. He never, he never addressed himself like that. He said, you want to know me? I am the God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. And the God of Jacob. The God of Avram, Isaac, and Jacob. When he was sending Moses, he said, when you go, tell Pharaoh, I have sent you. Yes. Told Moses, tell Pharaoh, I have sent you. He said, but who are you? Before he, he said, what's your name? Moses asked, he said, my name is Yahweh. That means I am. I am. Yeah, he's just there. I'm, I am. Whatever, I am. You want money? I am. You want deliverance? I am. You want baby? I am. You want husband? I am. You want wife? I am. Doesn't make sense when he says that we are complete in him. Because if he is, then how can you be in him and lack something that should be? He said, we are complete in him. But before he told him, he asked, well, what should I tell your people who sent me? When I go, they ask me, what should I tell them? That's when he said, tell them I am. But when he appeared to him, he said, Moses, Exodus chapter 3, said, I am the God of your fathers. The God of Abraham the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Hmm. And we find out that the God of Abraham means that he is the God who is the initiator. Right. Don't invest in what God has not initiated. Hey. But you see, and then secondly, he, he told, oh my God. He said, when he said, I will give you, he's not waiting for resources from anywhere. So even when you run out of your resources like Abraham, and that's a very interesting. God waited when Abraham was hundred, about a hundred years old. When God knew this man cannot father a baby, a child. He knew it. Then he shows, I said, Abraham, walk before me. I'll give you a child. Abraham believed God and it was accounted for him for righteousness. So Abraham knew God as the initiator, the father. And then Isaac, oh, Isaac. May you experience the God of Isaac. Because isn't it interesting? God is the God of Abraham. In him we live and move and have our being. But he's also, we know him, the God of uh, the God the Son. He's the God who provides. In him we have our provision. In him we don't have to achieve, we just have to attain. We, don't, we, we just have to just come and receive. In him, just, it, is, it has already been there. Isaac, he didn't do anything. He didn't even fight. 
the wells he didn't dig his new wells, old wells. When he died, Philistine fed him, they dug another one. He wouldn't fight. Even to go and look for a wife to marry, he, didn't, he couldn't go and say, Sister, will you marry me? He didn't have all that. His father had to send a servant to go and get a wife for him. Oh, Isaac. And what I like is God had blessed Abraham so much. And everything Abraham had, he gave it all to Isaac. Even though he had other children, he gave it all. Genesis chapter 25, verse 1. Everything. So Isaac was born to inherit. To know God as the God of Isaac means that knowing God as the God who provides for our enjoyment. Hey! Listen, God is not afraid of parties. Jesus' first miracle, it was at a wedding reception. Amen. His first miracle, first miracle, he did it at a wedding reception. And it wasn't healing the sick. <laughs> it was for merrymaking and enjoyment. Jesus Christ models the Isaac. It's very interesting how Isaac was, was offered on the Mount Moriah. And it's the same mountain Jesus was also offered. Same. He, and when God said, don't, don't, cruise, don't kill the son again, our God made a provision. There was a ram caught in the, the horn was caught in the, it's interesting how he was on the cross and his head was in the tombs. Jesus typifies the son. But some of you think that Isaac was a boy. He wasn't a boy. Isaac was a man. And theologians believe he was around 30, 33 years old. Because it didn't take long, Sarah died. Check the time Sarah died. And the time Isaac was born. And it was after Abraham sacrificed Isaac. It didn't take long. Said that a few chapters later, um, Sarah died. So theologians believe that Isaac was over 30. Just like Jesus Christ was over 30. But he knew how to submit to the father. So it was easy for him to inherit what everything the father had. Because he learned how to submit. The Bible says that he learned obedience through the sin, Jesus Christ. Through the things he suffered. He said... Father the fire, father the, the knife, but where is the lamb? He said, God will provide. Because in God, the God of Isaac, we get to know God as the God who provides. So listen, let's enjoy him. Don't fret about life because know that you serve the God of Isaac. Yeah. Listen, when things look funny and challenging, remember that God is a provider. That's, you serve the God of Isaac. But how about this God of Jacob? The God of Jacob is the one that most of us... Isaac's, Isaac's life was just short, not too long. Not too, not, like, there was not too much stories about Isaac because it was straightforward, receiving. So it doesn't take too much. Listen, it doesn't take too much for God to provide for you. But it takes a lot for him to work on you. It's a lifetime. So the God of Jacob is the God who will take care of you and work on you. He says that in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11, says, he who sanctifies and those who are being, 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 present continuous, being. Do you know what it means to be being sanctified? Being sanctified. When you put your cloth in the washing machine, and you just stop it after five minutes. You've, you've aborted the process because sometimes, some of you, some of the washing machine, looking at the, depending on where the setting for the washing, it will take about three hours. Because your, this is white, white cotton. You need to really wash it well. Heavily dirty. <laughs> 
God of Jacob is the God. As soon as you come into him, he has a big washing machine. He takes you and puts you in the washing machine. <laughs> That's the God of Jacob. So we are all being washed. And tell someone, listen, I'm not yet done. Tell the person, God is not yet through with me. So be patient with me. He's still working on me. The God of Jacob is working on me. How many of you identify what I'm saying? Sometimes he will put, he will allow your wife to be the washing machine. Sometimes you allow your husband to be the washing machine. All that your boss who you think Satan is using. God is actually using him to wash you. Praise the Lord. So God, God will use different means to wash you. Now, let me tell you about the story of Jacob. Jacob left home. He got the, the blessing, the pronouncement of his father. His father would have to say the pronouncement. But it's God who make, who manifest the blessing. But God allowed him to get it. Because from before he was born, God's plan was Jacob is the one who is going to get a blessing. Before the boys were born, God said um, in um, Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 or so, God said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I chosen. Before they could do wrong or right. In, in Romans chapter 9 verse 13, I think, yeah, Romans 9 13 as well. Romans 9, 13 and 14. said, so before they could do anything, God has said, it's written, Jacob I have loved and Esau I have hated. Before they were born. So Jacob was chosen to carry the blessing. But how come he was, he was fighting and he was using negative and wrong schemes to get the blessing? And God allowed him to get it anyway, even though his process and his approach was wrong. God said, no, I'll give it to you because that's my plan. But I'm, I'll be working on you. Because I have a lifetime washing machine. <laughs> Some, as soon as you get born again, guess what? You come and say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. What do you think? He, he just collects you <laughs> and then puts you in the washing machine. But at the same time, watch this, at the same time, he doesn't have to finish being God of Abraham. And then, okay, I finished that. Then God of Isaac. No, no, no. He's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. And the God. So, once you are enjoying the Abrahamic blessing, you, once you are enjoying the Isaac, the God of Isaac, you enjoy him as the God of pro. As he's providing, he's washing you and he's providing. He's washing you and he's providing. He's washing you and he's providing for you. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. God gave you that husband. But he will allow that husband's imperfection to wash your imperfection. So before you begin to accuse what kind of husband is this? What kind of wife is this? What kind of daughter is this? What kind of wife is this? You have to look at what is God trying to do on me through this relationship. Some of us, he will use your bosses, your landlord. He's the God of Isaac. He gave you the house. But he gave you a house whose landlord is the brother of the devil. <laughs> Oh Lord, I know I'm speaking to somebody. Yeah. Stop complaining. God sent him to Laban. 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 Laban was a master trickster. Laban. Genesis chapter 28. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and blessed him. 
and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there, of, your, of, of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. Isn't it interesting? I don't, Isaac, uh, Isaac, his father sent for them to go and get him. But he told his son, you go and get your wife. <laughs> go and find a wife. And he told him, don't marry from anywhere. Go, go to hometown. Because if you go and marry strange people, you just eat strange food. <laughs> okay, verse 3. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you. Uh, you may be an assembly of peoples and, and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. This is Isaac speaking. He said, may God give you the blessing of Abraham. This is my blessing. That's why Isaac, you know, everything he just came to take. The blessing of my life actually is from Abraham. So may God give that blessing to you. Oh, I like the God of Isaac. Verse, um, verse 5. So, so Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take himself a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And, the, and, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padan Aram. Also, Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael and took Mahaleth, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son the sister of Nebajoth, to be his wife, in addition to the wives he had. <laughs> Thank God he's the God of Isaac, not the God of Esau. Verse 10. Now Jacob, this is where I actually be meaning to come to. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. So he came to a place a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones at that place and put it at his head and he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I'm the God of Abraham, who said, God, remember that, okay? I am the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you a descendant. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad, abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south, and in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is the same thing God told Abraham. Yeah. No, but why is God telling a, a thief or a trickster these kind of things? Didn't God know that the guy is not correct? See, we, we, we judge people based on their history. God deals with people based on his plan for their future. So when God is talking to the trickster, he, he knows that, don't worry, 
I have a washing machine. He's just telling you his intentions. So that, that's why the Bible says that. I like this one. Hebrews chapter 12, verse um, 2. Looking unto Jesus. The altar and the... You have to look at the destination. Other than that, the journey, you'll be so frustrated you give up. Because the washing machine is a big one. It will wash you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, 12, and 13. He said, I have learned how to abate both. He said, two. He said, I know how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in everything I have learned to. I have learned the two, both. So, uh, do, do you learn by, you woke up and you have learned? No. no. You go through some things and you will learn it. You will learn it. He will take you through. Because Bible said that uh, I took you through the wilderness and fed you to teach you that man must not live by bread alone, but by every word. If you have so much bread, you will miss God from the beginning. You need to know that even in the absence of bread, you can still be living. Do you get it? You can still be living. Listen, forward movement is not bread dependent. God will teach you. And you will learn how to abase and abound. Stop crying too loud. Stop complaining about God. God, why am I getting? Look at all my friends. Are you dead? You're not dead. You're not in hospital. No, you're, you have your children. Your children are going to school. They can remember what they teach them. I mean, it's good. And they are complaining about you. that shoe. Now it's on sale. You couldn't even afford it. Now look. And your, your, your card was declined or your phone has been disconnected. And that is a big issue. You have said you won't go to church. May God turn up the washing machine. Just <laughs> <The> spin it. <laughs> because that shows that you actually need a, a bit more washing. But you must learn how to abase and bow. And in all things to be able to say that may the name of God be always praised in my life. Whether I'm down, I'm low, it's low here or up there, I, I live for the glory of God. It, that's why the songwriter said, even if my world fall, I will say, above all, I live for your glory. You, you must learn how to do that. Other than that, you may be saying, but you don't mean it. When you, most of us only remember God when things are just cozy. And others too, when things get comfortable, they won't come to church. They don't look for God. They say, God, see me later when there's a problem. <laughs> so if you were God, what would you do? Allow the problem to come. Don't stop the problem because this is the only thing that can keep the guy in church. Some of you, if it's not the court case that is coming, you wouldn't come. That's true. Now, that, 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 this is the whole thing about the God of Jacob. He will deal with you. He will use environmental situation to deal with you. But guess what? Jacob was the wrong person and yet God appeared to him. We could tell that this guy was wrong, but God knows that he's not wrong. His actions may be wrong and the way he thinks may be wrong, but God is going to wash him, so that's fine. And God said, this is the one I want to use. Don't worry who doesn't appreciate you, doesn't understand you. They may look at you funny, they may treat you funny, they say, you look at what you did. Some people know too much about your past. Don't worry. Just keep your head down quietly and keep moving Moving in the direction of God. Keep, keep moving. Keep moving. God has a way of honoring you so much that your shameful past doesn't matter. That's right. That's right. 
God. He has a way of on God honors him. Ask Mordecai and Haman. God knows how to honor people. God will honor you. God will honor you. May heaven honor you. May heaven honor you. May heaven honor you this week, this month, and this year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May heaven honor you. Shout hallelujah. Genesis chapter 28, verse 13, verse 14, and then let's get to verse 15. Verse 15 says, Behold, I'm with you and will, will keep you everywhere you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Amen. Remember that. Amen. God told him, I will not leave you until I have done what, watch this, what will he do? What he has spoken to you. So look for what he's saying. Because what he does is a function of what he has said. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Now, chapter, 20, chapter 23, verse 19. The Bible says in Genesis chapter, chapter 21, that, and it came to pass that God visited Sarah as he has said. He did unto Sarah as he has spoken. What he says, he will do it. I will say by faith we understand that the wells were framed by the word of God. So that things that be were created by things that do not appear. Somebody is blessed. Amen. It shall be well with you. Amen. God has a way to fix you. Amen. When they think you are breaking down, God was fixing you. God will fix it. He said, show me a token for good. That those who hate me will see and know that you, you, oh Lord, has helped me and comforted me. May that be your test. May God show you a token for good. May God show you a token for good. If you believe in, let your amen show. Let your amen show. I said, may God show you a talking for good. 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 In the name of Jesus. He said, I'll be with you. Wherever you go, I'll be with you. And I'll do as I've said. I'll be with you and bring you back here. So it doesn't matter the things you see. Remember God. See, listen, remember his promise. That's what will secure your future. Amen. It's his word. So he said, I'll be with you. And I'll bring you back. Then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know. And he, he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Out of fear, overwhelm me. Because this is someone who has grown up at home, living with his parents, had everything. And for the first time, he was out of home. He went to camp in the forest somewhere, used stone as a pillow. It was a difficult moment for him. But this is the one who God said, I blessed you. His father issued blessing on him, and he was sleeping using stone. Stone as a pillow? Stone as a pillow? You turn your head and say, it's, it's a pain. It turns, so you have to lie in a certain way. So. 
You know when, how when you are in pain, you have to walk a certain way? They don't know. You are just trying to manage the pain. You are just trying to manage the pain. And all that, God is still with you. God is with you. God is with you. And why am I, why do I have the pain? God is still with you. You understand it later. He's just training you to learn how, in spite of the conditions you go through, to say, Lord, I live for your glory. Lord, I trust you. I know it is well with me. I know it's well with me. I know it's well with me. I know it's well with me. Life has been by working with God. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? But thou art with me. How did I end up, end up in the valley of the shadow of death? Sometimes it's the, it's the scenes of life. Changing scene one, scene two, scene three. Some of you are in scene one. Come on, scene three. Some of you have passed other scenes. You are in another scene. This one too shall pass. Amen. But, but keep your eye on God and hold on to his word because by the time he finishes passing, I want to show you that I, I, want, I want to show you how Jacob went to Laban's house. Laban cheated him. His salary was changed 10 times. But maybe he's, no, no, no. He's finished working at the end of the month. He's going to take his salary. He said, oh, sorry. We made a mistake. We can't give you the uh, uh, 5,000 you promised. We have to give you three. So why? But because of his immigration issues, he, didn't, he took it like that. Oh, read your Bible. Who was he going to report it to? He just kept it like that. Because he didn't have a job. And he was an immigrant. But he had work permits, okay. All right, so he said, God was here. I didn't know, and he was afraid. And he said, this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took a stone, took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel. Bethel! But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow. The Bethel means the house of God. So I met God here. So the stone that he put his head on, he put and poured oil on it, made the vow. Come, turn that place into an altar because of his encounter. Encounters matter. Sometimes you have to name your sacrifices. He named it. And he said, this is not other place, but Bethel, the house of God. Listen to this. This is very interesting. Then Jacob made the vow saying, if God will be with me, and keep me in the way which I am going, and give me bread and uh, bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give you ten percent. Jacob, by no other condition, he said, I'll only pay my tithe. If God listen, listen to his request. He was thinking about food and the clothes he wear. He didn't, he didn't talk about God's plan and God's purpose. He said, God, if you can give me food to eat. But you know what? God said, that's fine. By the time I finish washing you, your confession will change. I'll show you later as we go through this process. I will show you that Jacob, when he was in his old age, he was a completely changed man, very sober man. He didn't trick anybody again. Actually, his sons rather tricked him. And he didn't know. Remember, number one, he called the place better. In Genesis chapter 31, verse 13, put you on the screen for me. Genesis 31, verse 13, Bible says that God appeared to him and said to him, I am the God of battle. Your covenant encounters. God, and that's not the only place. There are places God referred to that place of encounter. He said, I am the God of where you anointed the pillar, where you made a vow to me. God remembers. 
I'm the God of Bethel. Who called the place Bethel? Jacob. God said, I am the God of Bethel. The encounter, your encounters are so important in your life. Listen, if there's something you will seek above every other thing, seek encounters with God. Seek encounters with God. Jacob anointed the place and he was thinking about deals, food. That's the guy's mindset. He moved to Laban's house, Genesis chapter 29. When he got there, the people met him. And then Laban took him on. And as soon as he went to Laban's house, he got a job. He was working. Laban, Genesis chapter 29, verse, I think verse 15. Laban said, you know what? It's not good for you to work for free. I'll pay you something. The man was a trickster. Then Laban said to Jacob, because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, and what should your wages be? He knew what he was doing. Jacob said, okay, no problem. I just want to marry your daughter. I, I want Rachel, so your younger daughter. So let me work to pay for the dowry. He said, no problem, seven years. <laughs> seven years. Seven years. Said, no problem, seven years I'll work. Seven years. Laban, after he left home, it took 20 years. 20 years for him to leave Laban's house. 20 years, that one with a blessing. 20 years God was processing him to enter into that inheritance. 20 years. Moses was 40 years when he left Egypt. God took 40 years to get him re reverse the order that years. So the, the longer you stay out of God, the longer it may take. So Jacob, when he got to a certain time, Genesis chapter 31, Jacob came to Laban and said, Laban, I've served you enough. Now it's time for me to go. God hasn't finished with it, but he wanted to go. He didn't realize. God didn't intervene. Laban said, let's get into a negotiation, please. Since you came, I'm doing very well. My business is prospering. And you can't just live like that. At least serve me a bit more. At least, let, this time I'll pay you better. After tricking him to work for 14 years for his wife, because after the first seven years, they tricked him and gave him the wrong one. You see, yes, his lifetime. That's what he was, get, he was using to get his way. God took him to someone who also used that to, to get him. Yes. You know how to sweep women off their feet? Yeah, you, you were doing it. God will give you a woman who will sweep you off your feet. Sweep you, and then you, when you wake up, say, hey! Because that is the washing process. The God of Jacob, his target is to deal with the thing that is going to stop you from getting your destiny. So he spends a lot of time. Look at Abraham. Abraham had an unfinished business. He made a vow or he came into an agreement with his wife, Sarah, when they were in heir of the children. Before God called him, he had come to a fact that when we travel everywhere we go, say you are my sister. And the thing was affecting their blessing. And so in Egypt, he went and said that she's my sister. And God delivered him because God liked him. And then he went, he didn't stop. He went to Abimelech. He went to do it again. Twice, you read the Bible. Twice, Abraham said of her, his wife, she's my sister. And then the Abimelech rebuked him. Why did you do that? Then he confessed everything, you know. This is the plan we have made. But now I've changed the plan. And as soon as, they know, remember, I said, don't let Sarah go. Yes. Keep Sarah as a wife. Don't be shy. Keep her as a wife because it is through Sarah that your promised child is coming. Yeah. Hagar won't help you. Hagar won't help you because you don't need Ishmael. I, am I communicating to somebody at all? Yes. So the point I'm making here is that because Jacob was a trickster, God sent him to a, a, a trickster to work for him for um, 14 years before he got a, a wife and made him work extra. So after a time, Jacob says, it's time for me to go. But God had not finished. Laban said, you have to work extra. 
let's make a better agreement. They made a better, he stayed. It was God himself in Genesis chapter, I think 31 verse 25. It was God himself who came to him and said, now it's time for me to take it. So God came to Jacob and told him to go back. So Jacob decided to go and he eventually left. When he left, do you know what I discovered about Jacob? The guy was so good. Even Laban, he, he dealt with Laban. When he was living, Laban was in the loss. Jacob, he did it to his father. He did it to his brother. When his brother, they were being born, he was holding the brother's heel. The guy was born like that. But that is his problem. God was going to deal with it. Because before he died, he was a very gentle, calm person. He didn't even fight back. And that is what is affecting some of us. So don't worry. God is working on you. People may not appreciate you. Don't tell, tell them, that's fine. God is working on me. And allow the working process to go on. Because don't repeat. Some process. You don't have to repeat it. But if God calls you my son... Anything that is not of God, which the devil is planting in your life, that is easy. Prayers will take care of it. Yeah. Some prayers will take care of it. But certain delays are actually God's programming. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It says then, get up your, the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully on the grace that is to be brought to you at the coming of the revelation of Jesus. So there's grace coming. But just rest your hope fully. Have a toughness in your mind. Mental, strengthen your mind. That's why I speak about the helmet of salvation. Just to protect your thinking. Because you are a function of your thinking. Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's why I said, be ye transformed by the renew, renew, renewing of your mind. So he said, get up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Don't worry. Don't be erratic. Be, just calm down. Calm down. He said, be still and know I am God. I know the situation is dangerous. The situation looks very disturbing. But don't, don't fret. I will take care of you. you have, I, your fear is about what is about to happen tomorrow. But I'm saying I'll take care of So you enjoy today. Tomorrow will take care of you. will come with you. He said, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Be content with whatsoever you have. For God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? No one can harm you. Start work with God. No one can harm you. God, when they are trying to hurt you, God will use their attacks to polish you and raise you up. Sometimes you need friction so you don't slip. Not sometimes. Fr friction helps you not to slip. You need friction in life. Frictionless life is not life. It shall be great. This week, things will start to work for you differently. In Jesus' mighty name. Someone who believes, shout amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.